0: Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books Podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. Hi! I'm Melanie Johnson along with Jen Foster. We're here today for Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. We are so glad to have you here today. I want to let you know that we are sponsored by Elite Online Publishing and Book Writing Retreats. So if you would like to write a book or go on one of our book writing retreats, please contact us. We would just love to help you out. So um, Also, if you would like to go to a villa and spend it at, uh, for a week and write your book, that would be awesome. So today we are so happy to have Andy Falco with us. He has written four books that have been bestsellers, but he has written eight books altogether. Can you imagine? I mean, that is really ambitious. We are so excited to have him here today. He's going to give us uh, information about how we accomplish that and all his tips and tricks. So Andy, welcome. We're so glad to have you here today.
1: Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here, and I, I want to go on all those trips. I <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind writing another book on a on a on a private secluded island like you guys are offering uh, your uh, your clients to go to.
0: We would love to have you. It is such a great experience. I mean, it's so relaxing. You come back with this real Zen feeling, and you accomplish you know this task of writing a book. Most people think it's monumental, and um, it really is an awesome experience. Yes, yeah, so come down and play with us. We would love that.
1: <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs>
0: so, tell us a little bit about your background and um, what you're an expert in, and what you do, and how you started writing a book. Writing books.
1: I, well, I can tell you that I'm not. Uh, I wasn't an expert in writing books. Uh, I was a uh, uh, a police officer first. I became a canine handler at Anaheim Police Department, and um, I had a passion. Uh, that I found out that I had, that I really didn't know that I had, and that was in training dogs and training humans and their dogs. And so, as a canine handler, I developed this um, this passion. I saw how powerful uh, my dog's nose was to find <laughs> bad guys and to find narcotics, uh, to search down and hunt down these guys that were, uh, you know, running through people's backyards at three or four o'clock in the morning. And it, it was just so exciting and fun that it just, I really caught the bug on uh, on all the possibilities of training dogs. So. It turned into a business called Falco Canine Academy uh, and went from training police dogs to training pet dogs and became very popular in uh, the circles of aggression and the dogs that have aggression and helping owners um, with their dogs that had that, those kinds of problems. So as, uh, as that grew, uh, the popularity grew, I got uh, invited to be on television and that kind of stuff um, to a, a certain extent. Um, but it wasn't until I decided, uh, not that I decided, I, I actually got retired from the police department. I didn't make the decision, um, a, a circumstance of getting in a car accident a couple times and uh, and uh, getting some concussions and things like that. So that, that forced me to retire. And then uh, the, the, to shorten the story up just a little bit, um, I suddenly became a business owner. Uh, I thought because I was a cop I knew everything and could run it and realized I didn't know hardly enough and, and, and specifically I didn't know how to market my business. Um, and So I took a few classes, uh, ran into uh, some great people like you guys in a, in, a, in a group of people down in San Diego and learned that my book and marketing my book may be the thing that I needed to do to, to market my business and, and that's kind of where I stand today.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember the first time we met you, and uh, now you're a four-time best-selling author. I love it.
1: Yes, I was broken, living in my not living in my car, but at that event, I was living in my car. Um, my home was uh, being foreclosed on because I didn't know how to run a business. I had i put everything I owned into the business. Um, the divorce didn't hurt that either, but um, <laughs> but the the combination of those two things really put me in a very terrible spot. And uh, although I. I do believe um, now that I am a, a, a talented uh, dog trainer and talented at training people. I didn't believe it at the time. Um, I felt uh, maybe that modesty was a better way of handling things, uh, and didn't really wasn't really selling myself, and I didn't think I was smart enough to write a book. And so there were a lot of missing parts that I learned uh, uh, that I needed to fill those gaps,
2: you well, know, I- and
1: really feel confident in what I was doing.
2: Yeah, well, and I think that you you had you were in the same shoes as a lot of people at that event um, when we first met. I know quite a few people that were in the same shoes as you and it's interesting how a book can turn that around and also the knowledge of building a business, but yeah, it's really, really cool. Well,
0: you That's know funny. what? I like too that the, the tidbit that you gave that I got out of that was the confidence Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is the mindset of where you're at. If you're telling yourself that you can't do something, that you're not good enough, you're you've lost your confidence, you've been knocked down, and mm-hmm. once you've gotten that, and whether it was the book that helped you get that, writing the book may have helped you do that, um, but telling yourself a different story. So uh, that is so cool. So how did you? You went to this event in San Diego, and then how did you actually pull yourself up and get the confidence to start to write? And how did you go about writing it?
1: Well, um, I just had to, right? So I, my house was being foreclosed on. Um, I have small children. Um, like I said, I was getting ready. I had, I had the uh, sheriff, uh, which were actually friends of mine, mailing a, a notice on my door that I need to move out in 30 days and uh, literally was, was sleeping in my car at this event. And so uh, I had no choice <laughs> to, but to listen to what they were saying. And it just said, if you are, we're all experts in something, right? I could be an expert in failure. I could be an expert in uh, whatever it is that I've been doing as a living as a police officer. Uh, and so essentially what I learned is that there's always something uh, somebody else needs to learn from where you're at at that point in your life. And so my strength at that point was obviously dog training. And I had to realize that I was an expert uh, and, and accept the fact that I was an expert uh, and then begin, begin writing what I knew down. Um, and not to worry about the process of writing things down so the two things were the confidence to tell people that I was an expert and to uh, own it Uh, and I just literally had to look in the mirror and say you're an expert so what are you doing (laughs) you know not acting like one so um, that was number one and number two I just began to write and I'm I gotta tell you I'm uh, in the police academy one of my struggles in the police academy was uh, the spelling test we had every Friday I still had trouble write, uh, spelling the word restaurant. I would uh, confuse where the AU was, if it was at the beginning or was it in the middle. Um, and so, I mean, that's how uh, poor of a uh, a literary, literary author I am, right? Um, but yet, I'm now the author of eight books, um, two of them bestsellers and another two that are international bestsellers. And simply, all you've really got to do is begin to write. So to answer the last part of that question, (laughs) is that I just simply had to not care about grammar, um, about spelling, about uh, even the structure of the paragraphs. I just, I I, I learned from something I had, uh, from that event, that they said simply just begin to write. Um, There's always people that you can find that will edit it for you, uh, that will put it in a format that is readable, and so that's the second part of the story. The first part is just simply, getting in front of my computer and just writing stuff down. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's really good. Yeah, so, so then you wrote your book and then you said then you had to figure out somebody to edit it and format it and all that. So tell us about the process of that.
1: Well, I had also learned in, in that event and um, some research on the internet that there's some websites you can go to um, and of course my mind is going blank on a few of them, uh, but you got of course Fiverr, you got um, 99 designs. You got um, uh, the one that I found. My editor was on was not on either one of those because I wasn't aware of them at that time. But it it was like experts.com or something like that. (laughs) I can't can't remember the name of it. And so what I did is I told people uh, you have a form that you can put out exactly what you're looking for. Uh, And for my first book, it was a little bit of a a Christian book-based story. Uh, that it was about dogs, it was about my life as a police officer, and so I, I wrote out exactly what the book was about, and I wanted people that had experience, obviously, in biblical um, uh, theology and that kind of thing, because I didn't want to mess around with getting a, a, a verse wrong or attaching it to the wrong subject and that kind of stuff. And sure enough, I had seven people bid on the project. And uh, I went through the resumes and had conversations with them and and chose uh, Victoria, who did a fantastic job of of actually putting my book together. I wrote probably 95% of it. And she assisted with writing 5% of it. And it was completely done. And she was essentially uh, just the editor and um, did a fantastic job. And that that book has has served me well. and then the uh, second one I wrote, just want to mention it because that's the, actually the more important one, is one called Dog Sniff Evidence uh, and that's one that I used to really create a business around. So the first one was a, a passion book, the second one was really using the book to create a business.
2: Right. Well and, right. Tell, us, well, and tell us, didn't you, because of that book, because of your sniff book, whatever it's called, um, <laughs> didn't you have a whole country hire you to train their dogs or how did that, how did that happen?
1: Yes. So the dog sniff evidence book is really on, on narcotics detection dogs, on uh, to help uh, attorneys understand uh, cases that they may be involved in that involve a narcotics detection dog, or even dogged does tracking and that kind of stuff. So um, that obviously detection dog work involves bomb dogs, narcotics dogs, and all kinds of different uh, narcotic uh, detection dogs. And so when somebody does research on the internet uh, you know, and says, hey, we're looking for the best of the best in detection dog world, um, uh, because I was an international best-selling author with that particular book, of course, my information comes up. Uh, that leads them to my website and other things that I've been doing, and that puts me at the top of the list. For some reason, being an author uh, puts you at the top of most lists because people perceive an author, especially an international best-selling author, as... An expert above all other experts that are out there, and so yes, an entire country um, in the Middle East decided to hire me to um, to consult them on the uh, you know creating a bomb detection dog uh, program within their country, and um, wrote me a check.
0: Awesome! <laughs> That's so exciting. Really changed the dynamic of your business. About how much time did it take you to write? How much would you suggest someone set aside to write a book?
1: Um, well, the first one, because um, it was my, my first one, and I was still a little bit worried and scared. It took me a little bit longer. It took me a couple months, uh, but as I've gone forward, and I'm sure following the techniques that you guys are going to teach your uh, clients is the same one I'm following now, and uh, it's, I've gotten down to where I could write a book within a week. Um, Dog Sniff Evidence, uh, actually I wrote that book probably in about nine days, um, from writing it to getting edited. Um, strange enough, the longest part of the book was deciding on the cover and the <laughs> back cover. <laughs> that actually took more Took to write the book, really strange. Um, and I'm not even happy with that now, so I, wanna, I actually want to republish that book and, and get a new cover. Um, but it's right around, I would say, just about two weeks um, to write the book now that we're following. You know, all of us are following a system that really is powerful. Uh, as a matter of fact, you don't even need to write your book anymore. The last book that I wrote, which was um, a dog, a, a book for uh, dog trainers, uh, I almost um, dictated probably about 90% of that book. And so I didn't have to write 90% of that book. It was just all dictating into my phone. And uh, I handed it over to a transcriber who completely wrote the book for me. So um, it's amazing how much smarter you get about writing books once you've done a couple. Of them. Yeah,
2: very true. So tell us some dos and don'ts. Um, what what have you learned so far that you won't do again the next time you write?
1: <laughs> well, I don't let I don't let um, you know the uh, the the little guy on their shoulder that says you can't do something bother me anymore. I, I actually uh, pretty much wash that person away um, or that voice out of my head. It's um, uh, it really is bad um, for any of us to listen to that voice that tells us that we can't do anything because. Um, you know, and I also hate the people that say you can do anything you put your mind to. No, that's also wrong. What you want to do is not let things hold you back from trying, right? I can't be a, a brain surgeon. I know that for sure uh, because I've never studied. I never, you know, I'm not going to open a somebody's brain, but I do know the things that I know. Um, as a as a as a woman who's been either in a struggling, you know, situation, maybe they were in a. Uh, a marriage with an abusive husband or something like that, and they've been able to get out of it and, and get on their own, get get work of their own and and raise their children, get them through school and that kind of stuff, they are an expert in that particular thing right there. So it doesn't have to be in a business, it could just be in getting over um, you know struggling situations in your life, and other people are going to value that information, and they, they need to hear it. And if they don't hear it from you, they may not never hear it, so um, you owe it to the world uh, to get it out there, so don't let the voice stop that from happening. Uh, there's so many valuable things that you have in you, every one of us have in us, that needs to be out. and the the, the book is the best place to start. Yeah. So, would
0: you um, say? that having a system, you talked about the systems that we use and we use similar systems because we all uh, met each other um, together at, uh, at our convention. So would you say that those are useful? Should someone wanting to start a book um, connect themselves with somebody who is a publisher or someone who has these systems to make it easier for them?
1: Yeah, don't, don't try to, um, to just sit down and figure it all out yourself. You know, it's, um, it was so much easier for me. To meet people like you guys uh, and ask how you did it, and it it just sped things up so quickly. Um, The very first book I wrote before uh, Walking with God and a Dog, um, I struggled. It took me months. It maybe took me a year to write my first dog training manual, and it's still horrible. And the editing is bad. I still get notes from people who read that book and say, "Do you know on page 39, um, that paragraph doesn't make any sense," (laughs) just because I tried to do everything myself. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just horrible. So um, what I learned is that you you can get your word out, whether it's by typing away without worrying about punctuation and, and grammar, or speaking into a microphone and having somebody transcribe it, but that's where you need to hand that part over to the thing that you're not good at. So uh, do the things you're good at, and that is put out your message, uh, and then allow somebody else that's better at it um, to do that part, which is the structuring. My, uh, uh, the Falco Walking with God and the Dog, as a matter of fact, I had paragraph uh, that's now paragraph two in paragraph, or not uh, in chapter, chapter two in chapter six. Mm-hmm. And uh, Victoria said, you know, it doesn't belong there. And when she changed it from chapter six to cha- chapter two, it changed the book entirely and mm-hmm. made it so much better. And I, I might not have ever done that. And so uh, that's why you need somebody else. And these people aren't as expensive as, uh, as you might think. There's so many resources out there. So um, make sure and hand those things over to other people that can do them far better than you can.
2: That's great. I love all your advice you've given. It's great. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what you're doing with the Healthy Dog Network. I saw today you have some great videos out there. You just started a Kickstarter campaign. What what yeah. are you doing with the Healthy Dog Network?
1: Well, since I've been, I, I've gotten out of my uh, my rut and out of my um, you know my struggles with uh, with finances, and I, I saved my house. That's one thing you should know. Uh, because of the book I wrote, I was able to save my house. Um, That's a I was great able to... story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure people know that you know there's a lot of positives that came out of this. Um, my, my quote now for uh, working with anybody is $300 an hour mm-hmm. uh, in regards to dog training and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. if, if you think you know, a dog trainer charges $300 an hour, yes, I charge $300 an hour and I get paid $300 an hour. Um, I have a retainer of three thousand dollars, so uh, it's just really important for me to, to to spell that out, not to tell you how great I am, but I'm the same person that was I'm the same person now as I was when I was broke. It's just now I'm a lot smarter at what I do now, and I've accepted the fact that I'm an expert, which all of your watchers and listeners need to to, to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So what that's done is that moved has moved me into a position of authority in the dog world, and so now I'm creating what's called the, the Healthy Dog Network which is going to allow me to invite other experts into the network, um, which is essentially a television network on the internet, um, podcasts, and eventually we will write a book on uh, how to create a healthier dog environment. Mm -hmm. And we're going to just do everything we can to make sure that we weed through all the information that has to do with dog food, dog supplements, dog training techniques, um, uh, shampoos. Uh, It's going to be from the mind, body, and bowl. Uh, and all those things in between. And we're gonna, It's going to be an outstanding project. I just know it. Um, we've already had a couple podcasts that we begin to put together, but um, uh, that's, that's our plan. The Healthy Dog Network is going to be huge, and we're hoping that it's going to um, be able to help a lot of uh, dog owners out there, whether that's a working dog or a pet dog.
0: Well, we will definitely subscribe to you. We hope you subscribe to us too. So that reminds me for all our viewers, please subscribe to us and uh, refer us, as well as Andy's new podcast coming out. Make sure you refer mm-hmm. it to your friends and listeners.
2: Yeah, and I'm really excited about the Healthy Dog Network. Um, I am a cat owner, and growing up, I was a dog and cat owner. But being mm-hmm. um, being the situations that I've been in, I have me and my kids haven't had a dog, so. Now we're going to be getting a dog in January, I'm really excited, and I get to learn how to train my dog from you, so I'm really excited about that, (laughs) so I'll definitely be tuning in on the podcast and learning everything I can, because I trained my dog when I was growing up, but I was little, and I'm sure it's different now, and I'm going to have my kids to have to help them to train the dog the same that I'm training the dog, so it'll it'll be really fun.
1: Well, we hope to have some stuff in there for kids too, uh, helping yeah. kids understand how to how to take care of the dogs, and that's one of their responsibilities and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I have a bunch of little kids from two years old up and up to 21 and everything in between, and so they're all going to be part of some of the training that we're going to put together. We're going to have membership sites that you can actually sign into and get step by step training, step by step how to feed your dog a, a proper diet and mm-hmm. so forth and so on. So it, it'll be good yeah. for everybody.
2: Well, there's so much different stuff out there, like a few of my friends who have dogs, one of them's feeding them whatever, table straps, whatever, and the other one's like, oh, they only buy this dog food at PetSmart that costs, like, outrageous amounts of money, and then the other one's feeding yep. them, like, rice, you know? I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm, like, thinking, hm, do I just buy the cheap pet food at Walmart? What What am I going to feed this dog I'm going to get? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> uh, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, well, and even um, my other neighbor—they uh, have a little dog, and she said he's really picky eater, and he'll only eat Vienna sausages that are from Gerber baby food. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> there's so much craziness out there. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to buy Gerber baby food for my dog. <laughs>
0: so so the, the point is, you're really needed, okay? This yes, is—you are very needed. Yeah. Is, is yeah. a fantastic niche to have. Tell us, like, give us. Yeah. Um, Three of your best marketing tips that you use when you were promoting your book and then it took you to another level, like getting this whole country or doing other things that help propel you. What are three great marketing tips when you're writing a book?
1: Well, I think I always have to steal. Um, a couple of these tips from uh, some really good friends of ours like Pam and Ed and 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 Mike which are all mentors of of mine and I'm sure mentors of yours Uh, but the first one is knowing what they what they call is your avatar knowing who it is that you are speaking to who's going to be your audience so um, mine obviously is dog owners but that's way too broad right so anybody that has a dog isn't gonna work Uh, what you have to really do is narrow it down to who your best customer is and mine is her name Sally Frost and she's a woman who likes to rescue uh, Newfoundlands? Um, she's married, she has kids, um, uh, they have a really uh, decent income, they're not extraordinarily rich but they have a good income. right? And So whenever I create any of my advertisement I'm always speaking to Sally because she's the one I want to sell to. Um, obviously if you're going to try to make money you don't want to sell to people that don't have money right and so the if if your avatar must contain whatever it is that's is gonna allow you to be able to make a living uh, once you make a living you can give away all the money that you want but you have to make that living first before you can help anybody so having that that avatar is uh, extremely important uh, the next thing I I actually struggle with but I know is really important and that's when I'm speaking whether it's on a video or in one of my podcasts, is that I'm trying to I want to try to remember to speak to one person not to a crowd I have this bad habit of saying, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And you know, it could be a bunch of women that I'm talking to and I say, "Hey guys, what are you doing?" It really doesn't make sense. So, uh, I really try to focus on saying, "Hi, how you doing? Thank you for joining me." And I really try to speak to a person as if I'm speaking to one person. That it really will allow the person to connect with you a little bit better than if you're trying to uh, cover a, a broad spectrum. Again, uh, people want to feel like you're you're actually speaking to who they are and what they want out of life and what what they want out of the product that you are serving. So, those are the first two. Did you ask me three? I don't know if I could come up a third. Uh, okay. Really
2: fast. Those, two <laughs> both, those two are both really good ones. I really like yeah. both of those.
0: Yeah. So when I was a uh, newscaster, um, they used to tell me when I was starting out, picture a guy in a lounge chair in the recliner with a beer, and he's the guy you're talking to, like you gotta yeah, relate yeah. to him. Talk slow enough, clear enough, and just—he's your guy.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I guess the third one, if I'm—if I should have a third one—is the one that I kind of start off with, and that's you just gotta have start have confidence in yourself. You're never gonna like yourself on camera. You're never gonna like the way your voice sounds. You're never gonna like your little giggle or laugh. Like I have a little giggle or laugh that drives me crazy. Um, but you really just gotta get past that, and that well is. It's difficult for some people about how they look, um, and I'm not. I'm not. Hopefully, this isn't sexist, but women really seem to have trouble with how they look on camera. They go, "Oh, I'm not ready," and, and that kind of stuff. Just you just got to get over some aspect of what it is you don't like about yourself, because most people probably love you and love the way you look, and it's, you're the most critical person about how your voice sounds and about your laugh and about the way you look. So just get over it. Um, you you are beautiful. Both you guys are beautiful. And um, you just got to get past that. It's just, that's never going to change. If you're waiting for that to change to be successful, you'll, you'll never be successful.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so, so much for coming today. Give us your website and the name of a couple of your books. I know you're on um, at a promotion, so you don't have your books with you to hold them up for us. Yeah. But um, tell us where we can, um, where, uh, we can reach you.
1: Well, uh, the, the website for our dog training business is Falco Canine Academy. That's F-A-L-C-O, the letter K, the number nine, academy.com. And then the, the other one's easy, the Healthy Dog Network. And uh, both those uh, websites are up. We both have uh, They both have Facebook pages that go along with them. And um, uh, probably the best book that I would like to tell you to get out and reach right now and just learn about who I am and, and where I've been, and that's Falco, Walking with God and the Dog. Um, that's, one of my, that's one of my favorite books. It just tells the story, and then uh, all the other books you'll find just by putting my name in Amazon, you probably should be able to find it.
0: Sounds great. Terrific. You know, one of the things you do right if anyone wants to do a podcast or get on camera is you smile while you're talking. So <laughs> yes. That's huge. You know, it gives you great energy. So uh, We want to thank you for uh, spending your time with us here at Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. We're sponsored by Elite Online Publishing. If you'd like us to publish your book, we would be more than happy to do that. You can go to EliteOnlinePublishing.com. If you would like to come to one of our book writing retreats, go to BookWritingRetreats.com and you can spend an incredible week down at a villa on the beach, writing your book on the beach and at our private pool with our private chef that comes every morning. and You will have your book finished by the end of the week, so we would love that as well. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a review, we would love to hear from you, and tell all your friends about us. Thank you, we'll see you next time.
2: For more information, visit HotChicksWriteHotBooks.com.